man, <laughs> if women could just do that. Right. That the more insecure we were, the more we talked ourselves up. <laughs> <laughs> Society would change. Boom. This world would just explode. Mind blown. <laughs> Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. Every episode, we take you on a journey moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx Life, creating happy homes, financial empires, and exploring the lighter side of life. My name is Murthel. And I'm Rita. Today, we're going to be talking about I Feel Pretty, a movie by Amy Schumer. So, we just finished watching I Feel Pretty. We watched it with our girls. And they will have their perspective on Thursday for her perspective day. But today, I wanted to get Merthel's view on the movie as well because I wanted it from a male's perspective. So I Feel Pretty is about a woman who struggles with feelings of insecurity and inadequacy on a daily basis. She wakes up from a fall believing she is suddenly the most beautiful and confident woman on the planet. With this newfound confidence, she is empowered to live her life fearlessly. But what will happen when she realizes her appearance never changed? That's the summary that you see online. I think that this movie has a lot of layers because she did get confidence, but she also, as she became more confident, the interesting part was she started treating others who she deemed not so good looking bad. But we'll get to that part later. The whole movie really is you should feel confident in the skin you're in and not wait to feel or be or look a certain way. You need to be confident in your skin. So the character that Amy plays, she actually is not that big. She's not bad looking. Her name is Renee on the screen. And, you know, my daughter said to me, well, she doesn't even look bad. She just... You know, she just maybe she's not skinny like a model, but she's just, you know, just a, like an average person. And I said, yeah, but especially in Hollywood, she would be considered like, you know, overweight or obese or something. Um, but yeah, she's a regular. She's actually slim to me. And she was still able to play this role pretty convincingly or very convincingly because I feel like she really speaks for a lot of women who have felt marginalized, invisible, and unconfident, just even looking slightly different from what they claim is beautiful. You know, she uh, has done other movies, again, where she's trying to say, hey, let's just be real, girls. Let's just be real. And this movie was uh, one of the pinnacles of probably of um, her movement to make us feel good with how we live. I felt that if they had gotten someone a lot bigger, it would have just been a farcical. It would have been too obvious. Not to say that people who look bigger or uglier or whatever, and I just say ugly just meaning in what society deems ugly, um, I feel that it would have not had the same impact. I thought it was more impactful just because she didn't look so bad compared to what people think are the standards. So, hmm. well, I feel pretty to me. Um, I guess guys, this this we didn't need the movie. <laughs> we did not need the movie. I think women needed the movie. It's a it's a no brainer for guys. W yeah, many but women, who made it that way? Most women, most women who do not feel pretty, 
at least from let me let me take it from at least the husband's perspective. Most husbands that I talk to, most husbands that I know, most husbands that I observe, not just husbands, but I'm just saying I'm, I'm talking about husbands now at the, you know, they, they, they love their wives no matter their wives come in so many different shapes and sizes. I've seen people with very skinny wives. I've seen people with, you know, wives with different types of shapes and they love their wives. So clearly men have the ability to love a woman irrespective of what society deems because if you could love a woman if if all these men are loving all these women and they all look so different then clearly there is there is a um an agenda and i don't know who is promoting right. this agenda who set this agenda but it but i i know a lot of people like to say it's men no but it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be men because I, don't think I so tend either. to find that there are more women that have an issue with body image than men have an issue with the woman with body images. Men love a variety of women and they all shape, sizes, colors, and, and they truly love them. And so I think partly women, what, what my first point is, is I think that a lot of these body images come from women themselves. And there's a culture among women to not like themselves or hate on each other. And I'm not saying that in isolation because <laughs> I know there's a group of men that are very, you know, um, that kind of promote all of this self-hatred and they do it for a particular purpose so that they could take advantage of women. But I really do believe that there is a large percentage of men who appreciate women. And I guess I talked about husbands because those are a lot of the guys that I, you know, associate with. Hmm. Well, I think that... It's true. We don't know exactly who set the agenda, but the agenda's been there for generations. I mean, probably hundreds of years. I, I, I can even go back to, let's say, Henry VIII, is it VIII, who was married to all those women in England. And as he became fatter and uglier, and I say ugly because it wow. wasn't just because he was fat. I'm talking not just because. It wasn't because he was fat. It was because he started getting, um, an, he had a wound. And this wound festered and he smelled. Hmm. And so to me, ugly is not just like, oh, um, you know, it, it, it could be someone's character. It could be things that, you know, are just repulsive about someone. So that's all I'm saying. Because I feel like I'm coming off wrong saying, oh, because mm -hmm. of that. But that's not right. what I mean. What I'm saying is that he became ugly, not just with his character, by having all his wives beheaded when he was tired of them. Wow. You know, well, not all of them, but most of them. But also, you know, he was just unsightly. And real love is, hey, you'll love your, your man or your woman, even if they have a wound. But com just combining it all together, his character was ugly. He, he didn't have a body that would be attractive with the festering wound, but yet people just were like, oh, he's the king. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to marry him. I don't know if it would have been the same, you know, with the queens, but I mean, granted, it, it, it could have been. I don't know. But I think this concept of people and women especially feeling like I have to be this certain way or else I'm no good to society. I think it's been that way for just hundreds of years. Well, I think that the movie got it right. I think the movie spent a lot more time um, on her own self-hate than on other people's hating, um, you know, other people hating 
certain types. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was a good focus to have because the solve on that was that she was, society didn't change. It stayed the same. But when she hit her head, she began to shape the world around her by her own attitude. And so I think that while we want to always change society and change the, the, the big picture, sometimes the person that we need to change is within ourselves. And, and when men or women, so, you know, we don't even have to just leave it at women, but when men and women come to life where they look at themselves in a very positive way, where they stop looking at other people, because that's another part of uh, the culture that I've seen in, you know, many females is, is that if people are not downing them and if they're not downing themselves, you know, focusing on themselves. A lot of the times they're focusing on other people and comparing themselves. And I just think that that comparing is just very toxic. Uh, Don't compare. There's every, you know, you are who you are um, and own that, claim that. And when you do, you're going to draw things, success, people to you and people that will be able to appreciate you for who you are. Right. I think that she portrayed what it would look like to just feel so confident in a way that was so humorous but yet it was sad because it was like that was the only way she found value and I mean it was to the extreme and I know that there were people who said oh I don't like this movie and you know they they didn't really get it or if they got it maybe they thought it was you know, like I said, too much of an extreme. Mm-hmm. But I feel that movies need to be extreme in order to make their point. One right. thing I appreciated was that she did not show us exactly what she thought she looked like in her head. I like that fact. Because yeah. if she if she showed us what she looked like, then that would have been promoting a particular stereotype, whatever mm-hmm. that stereotype was. Mm-hmm. And then that would feed into the whole problem with why the movie had to be made in the first place. Right. You there know? was one part of the movie where I was like, well, I don't know what this means. She's yelling, I am brave and I am blonde. Like, well, okay. Just to get some confidence. Do you remember that part? Right, I do. And that guy was like, yes, you're brave. Yeah, I'm brave. You're blonde. You're bl- I'm blonde. What, does that give you more confidence? I mean, in the real world, I guess it does for a lot of women. That's why there's so many people who've gone blonde. Mm-hmm. Um, even I have a little highlights, you know, in my hair. So I think that I, I did mine for variety, but not necessarily like some well, people who it's like, well, I need to be blonde in order to be seen. Well, she she is a natural blonde. So it worked in the movie. It worked because she is blonde. So if we just take it for face value, she was trying to encourage herself and she was trying to look at the characteristics in herself that she felt really good about. Hmm. And it could have been um, a person of color, like a black person, and she could have been like, I'm brave, I'm black, and, and just affirming. Oh, yeah, like, like black don't crack. And, yeah, and you know, affirming, stuff like affirming that. herself. And yeah. so I could see it within that context. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, I, I, I really appreciate the fact that they did not put any particular stereotype in there because, you know, even now, like in the 80s, it used to be the slim woman that was just flat. You know, maybe maybe like the chest was not, but that was the big thing. Big here, big breast and then really flat everywhere else. Mm-hmm. And then now 
it's completely and skinny different. legs, long, and, slim, toned legs. Right now, now it's, it's completely like, different. Now you have to have the big butt. You have to have the hourglass shape. You still have to have a flat stomach. You still have to have a flat. So you stomach, have so. to have like big breasts, flat stomach, huge butt, hourglass waist, and a huge butt. And then thick legs, but not so thick that they're cankles. Right. But just like, you know, they're healthy looking. I mean, it is like impossible to achieve. You might be able to get what, three out of five, two out of five, maybe. But it's like, it's hard. It's really hard. And so many women are into these waist trainers. Um, Mm -hmm. I bought a couple and I, I don't think I've worn it yet, really. I tried it on once and then I was like, well, nope, I like breathing. So but you can't you can't tell me that over the course of years that if it was true, if, if beauty was something that was absolute, then it shouldn't change. <laughs> it should be absolute. Right. So it's just some so trend. It's a trend. I mean, because for me, the trend where I think I was like, like my body shape was like the hottest. It, it's 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 been gone for about, you know, like 400 years. It's, this is like, you know, during that renaissance, you know, where you saw the chunky woman in the, oh, yeah, in the paintings. I could have fit right in. It would have, I would have just been golden. Well. And, there's a, and there was a I lot mean, of African tribes that yeah, do that exactly. too. There's a lot of African tribes. Well, well you know what? And when I they, think I would still fit in there. Because I remember at, and when we were at our church that had more Africans, this was a few years ago, several mm-hmm. years ago now. Um, the, the Africans there, they were from Zimbabwe. And South Africa, and they're like, you know, you would really fit in down there because they always are looking for bigger women, right. and because they figure, you know, you've got money, you're healthy. Yeah. And I was like, well, I don't and really want to have to move to feel good about myself. Child wearing hips. Oh, child, child bearing hips. Right. But no, I mean, now we are in such a body positive uh, movement that we should be able to live anywhere and feel good about however we look but sadly it is not the case sometimes it feels like the body positive movement is only online mm-hmm. sometimes it does not feel like it is in person and the reason why is because i will talk to someone and they'll be like oh you know so and so he doesn't like this type of girl he won't even look at this type of girl she could have the greatest personality whatever he only wants and and, and he'll she'll name off some characteristic Mm -hmm. or i'll take a look at some you know video clips on facebook with people in let's say south korea and everybody's getting plastic surgery get the double lids and the jaw and like it's it's just wherever we go even brazilians brazilian butts used to be like ooh, so nice and perky and cute and even now they are going to get implants and i know that there was a like implants for what their butt it's not big enough anymore, not even for them. Oh, no. So, you know, there was a movement there to say, hey, guys, we are known for our butts. Let's be let's be proud of, of the natural way that they're made. It's like we can't go anywhere without this uh, idea that we have to do something. So that's why I feel like the body positive movement sometimes lives only online. Hmm. Well, I mean, I, I, I think that the body positive movement is a positive movement. I do. I think that it has been inclusive to everyone. And it goes even far beyond overweight. Um, it goes into people that, you know, may have lost a limb or just grew up without a limb. Or, or freckles. Or freckles. Not just or, a few freckles. Mm-hmm. I'm talking your face looks is covered. Right. Vitiligo. Mm-hmm. Um, you oh, know, like that model. Right. Eczema. You know, different colostomy bags. 
Yes. I mean, what it's saying is, is that it's telling people, listen, there's more to a person than their body. And I think that that is, that is the key that we're, we're, we're ultimately trying to get to that. Um, it's not going against, I hope that it's not going against attraction because we, we are attracted to who we're attracted to and we have our preferences and I don't think anything is wrong with that. But I, but I hope what it's really trying to say is, is that, listen, you know, we can go f so far beyond what we are physically attracted to. And that's important because at the end of the day, I've seen some of the most ugly people, some of the most terribly ugly people because of who they are in their heart. Well, yeah, I think what it's saying is be confident in who you are and that there is someone who will be attracted to you. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why you see people in in less than what we call perfect circumstances still being able to have relationships people with you know no limbs people with mm -hmm. um you know severely burned and you can't even remember what they look like mm -hmm. and i feel like that is wonderful i i feel like that movie um i think you saw it with me not together but i i think that no i mean what am i saying I think we saw it, but I think it was like a repeat because I know I saw this way before I even met you, but it was called Death Becomes Her. And it was a movie. Bruce Willis was in it. Um, <laughs> these two women. Anyway, they take a medication, um, not medication, they take a potion and they are now immortal. But this immortality, it's uh, Meryl Streep is in it. That's who it is. Meryl Streep. And I got I to gotta look at the other person who's in it because it is actually really funny funny i tell oh, but you they can't google die. is listening to me because all i did was put in death and says death becomes her just popped up um yeah so <laughs> meryl streep goldie hahn bruce willis and isabella rossellini is in it but it is hilarious because um, meryl streep's character and goldie hahn's character they take this potion and they get they're immortal but their body still falls apart mm. so they still have the spark of life but their body falls apart and it starts becoming really ridiculous trying to patch up a piece of skin flap and an eye that's popped out and mm. loose now. Someone hurt their neck, so now they can't hold their neck up straight anymore. Oh boy. I mean, it is, it's so ridiculous. And I kind of always felt that, you know, from the time we are born, we have this brief window where it's like, yay, we're brand new, our bodies are great. And, you know, you get, you get to like adolescence and mm -hmm. already you're falling apart. You know, there's acne and all sorts of stuff. But of course, you know, you're still in your bloom. But once you hit for a lot of people, once they start hitting like, you know, 30s, 40s, 50s, um, not as many people now because a lot of people are taking care of themselves. But regardless, you're you start to slow down. Things start to happen. You know, um, can I share about your eye? Oh, oh, my eye. Yeah. My eye now so, twitching. Well, because <laughs> what happened was Merthel got Bell's palsy um, a few years ago. And he's always felt that this one eye is just a little bit more squintier than the other. It is You cannot notice it, but he notices it. And it's one of those permanent things. We have a friend who had cancer and so um, in, in his salivary gland. And so from that surgery, one cheek is just a little bit more hollow than the other cheek. I don't notice it, but he does. And so what I'm saying is it's kind of like that movie with Death Becomes Her. We're not immortal or anything, mm -hmm. but as we age, 
things start happening, stuff happens, life happens, and we're all trying to just put ourselves back together. So who are we now to only look for perfection? Right, right. We're still the same person. You still love me because of my eye, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Boy, you still love me, and I've changed a whole lot from the time you met me. I'm perpetually winking at you. (laughs) <laughs> it is not that like that at all oh man but Marthel has loved me through weight gain through stretch marks um through scars you know just different things he's he's loved me when i chopped off all my hair to start um, my locks because i was tired of going to the salon you know and mm-hmm. he's loved me through it all and I really have not noticed not even a single change in the way that he has treated me. And I hope I've been that way with you because uh, that you can see I've been that way with you because Mm -hmm. when you really love someone, you know, there's a lot more than just their outside. Absolutely. I, I think that we'd be a better society and a better place if we learned to affirm, um, the inner beauty more than the outer. And even, even marriages would be, happier if we we allowed ourselves to be more attracted to the inner and looking for people that you're inwardly attracted to more than the outside and i and i think that for the most part it's not like no one does this but for the most part i think that we kind of go with just our animalistic tendencies and natures to just be like ooh, that person is so sexy oh that person is so attractive and then we're like sort of like okay let me get to know that person mm-hmm. and let me get to know how they are and you, uh, know. you know a good test is not that i want to do it but i feel like when people let's say go to prison mm-hmm. all of a sudden people are in relationships they never thought they would be in and i don't think when that's they necess- go to prison yeah prison I know it's a weird analogy, but people are locked up. They're in this room and they're in their building. They can't leave and they start, they still, they, they still want love and they become attracted to people that they never thought they'd be attracted to. Like and same sex and more. all that kind of stuff. Well, we're not just talking about that. I'm just saying that there are relationships. Mm-hmm. Wow. Remember that girl? <laughs> I, I shouldn't laugh, but remember we were watching that um prison show locked up mm-hmm. i remember that girl was crying and complaining and she was saying how much she missed her boyfriend right. and how she'll never cheat on him and she'll never this and never five that min- five and minutes then, later like- <laughs> she was she was hooked up with this this butch looking woman and then like <laughs> when she got a tattoo of this woman's name on her arm and she it was just like whoa it was almost like the next day right the next day i i I, I'm sorry, but that analogy, I just don't see that being character. <laughs> I see that being desperation. I'm Unfortunately, trying to get, I'm trying to say you're that finding love in prison. I don't think that's a great analogy. For I know. Character. OK, OK, you're right, right. But I'm trying to say that when you're in a scenario where, you know, you're around a certain group of people, you stop looking for what you thought you had to have Mm -hmm. and you go now and say okay wait a minute let me explore this a little bit more Mm -hmm. maybe prison wasn't the right analogy it could be another one you could be let's say you were an exchange student and you were in a country that you were not familiar with and there Mm -hmm. are people that look completely different different from you right and then all of a sudden you found love right you probably would never have chosen somebody that looked like that but then now you're in a different context yeah yeah. Like we know someone who's in Poland right now, in Ukraine. She's black. 
Um, and she's over there right now. And I think she's finding um, just a whole new circumstance and probably a whole new range of people that she probably mm-hmm. would never have even thought of being here. Wow. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, what would you do? I mean, I, I would like to believe I would love for um, my children to go to that next level and to be able to, you know, connect with people, not on the level of just physical attraction, but to be connecting with hearts and minds. I'd love for that to be the main and primary uh, characteristic. But, you know, that that would be probably asking a little bit too much to, to ignore the just impulses and then this is a natural of, of attraction. So I guess we're just going to have to settle sometimes with just the fact that we can do both. You know, I think it's really hard for this next generation. This next generation it's, is so focused oh on this it's Instagram, this Instagram generation. We're super, super focused we're on narcissistic. their narcissistic. We are so narcissistic. And, and let me tell you where life truly changed, not just social media. But it was when your phone, where you could switch that little arrow and look at yourself in the camera, that was it. <laughs> yeah, because because cameras were always supposed to be going outward. 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 You're looking at the outward, you know. And now it's like I can watch myself tape. I could tape myself. I can what? take the selfie. You know, I've seen kids when musically was a big thing. I've seen them mouthing to songs, but while they're mouthing, they're fixing their hair the whole entire song, and it's just like wow. We it's because. They're able to see themselves while they're mouthing it. Oh, oh, I got to flip my hair this way. Nope, I'm going to flip my hair that way. Not just girls, but boys too. It's a generation obsessed with looks. Obsessed. Well, here's the thing. It's so funny, but that's probably why this movie just did not get the kind of reviews that it wanted to get. And it got a lot of controversy because I think that this generation is detached. They really are detached from this whole concept. Like at the end of the day, there's too many people that love themselves, that that overlove, <laughs> overloving themselves. Overconfidence you know, is a problem. Overconfidence. Um, I don't I'm, think so. I think it's only skin deep and inside. I think most people are that's true. completely insecure. But man, it's but that skin deep is so prevalent. There's just too many people that have that skin deep, and it's just. It's, I, I read an article where they were talking about how women look so much alike now. Because everyone is doing their hair the same way, the same makeup, Hmm. lips. And they took these three women who are all different races, actually. Mm -hmm. And they could have they could have been triplets. And it was and they just had they broke down just that. And, and, And I think every generation, everyone wants to stay on the trends. But they just said now more than ever, people are conforming to like one look. This is the look. And I'm glad that even if this body positive movement only lives online, which I know it doesn't, but mm-hmm. I- I'm glad that it's there because I feel we need, and I know a lot of you listening feel, we need to recognize that we are made in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Imagine uh, a florist and she was only working with one flower and one color. And that's it. You know, it, it would be ridiculous. Look at the fish of the sea. It's so beautiful. Um, you know, side note, we had a nice yellow fish that died overnight. And I woke up this morning and I'm like, hey, 
why don't I see this yellowfish in the aquarium? Where is it? And um, my husband looked around the corner and saw it was like in the sand, dead. And already it took the, the variety and the freshness out of the aquarium just by losing that one yellow fish. Yeah, well, because we have orange fish and we, we have, have purple. purple and it's just a beautiful silver, variety. Blue. So I, even though we're not an aquarium, we have a lot of variety mm-hmm. here, you know, in our human race. On a side note, it's why didn't beautiful. it float? Like, don't fish don't why float anymore? Why don't any of our fish that die float? That's weird. That is weird. I, I don't mean, get I it. remember back in the day when I used to have goldfish that they float. Oh, does it have something to do with that it's salt water? Maybe. I Maybe don't know. Maybe that's it. Because I just didn't get it. It's like, why Why are none of the fish that die in our tank We've had two black ones that died before. Right. Never saw it again. Just don't. I we saw it would float. a clownfish. Oh, well, that one jumped out the back and died. Mm. Anyhow, back, yeah. to, uh, <laughs> back to the brighter side of life. Anyway, we are not fish, but we have just as much variety. And, you know, if we got rid of one type of person, there would be much less uh, vibrancy and freshness and beauty in the world. Right. I agree. I totally agree. And um, so uh, thumbs up to the movie. Um, as far as it keeping me awake, I did fall asleep, I must admit. Not I because did. the movie was bad, but because he falls asleep in almost every movie. I loved the movie, especially loved watching it with my with my girls. I can't wait to hear their perspective from that generation mm-hmm. because they are firmly in this internet, um, Instagram right. generation. And... They, I need to hear what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. I would love if they acted and I acted like the character of Renee when she had the, all the confidence in the world. My mm-hmm. daughter, which she said today, and she'll probably expound on it on Thursday. My youngest daughter said, you know, what it shows is not only... Do you lose out on relationships, but you lose out on opportunities when you, when you are not confident. Yeah, walk in confidence, right. Because in the movie, Renee, which is the character that Amy Schumer played, she got this her she got her dream job. And then she kept getting promoted because she had so much confidence. And how many opportunities are you are you losing out there? How many opportunities have I lost? Mm. You know, even in our YouTube. I did not want to be on camera. I did not want to be on camera. And even now I struggle with it. But after seeing that movie, I'm going to be all up on it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But seriously, I did not want to be there. And we were actually losing out on brand deals because they wanted a mother they wanted they, they wanted, wanted to see the mother they mm-hmm. said hey this this is a family we got to see everybody now i know that there are different types of families that wasn't the brand's point the brand's point was that they knew i was there but that i was not going right. on camera and so they were like we really want to see the parents and so um i had to really say okay you know what despite how you feel despite your insecurity, get on there. Mm-hmm. And I will see myself on camera and I'm like, why did they put that cat? Why did they leave that shot so long on my arm? Like, why Why couldn't they tell me my hair was like out of place or sticking up here? I mean, I will just, I'll nitpick and nitpick and nitpick. Mm. And I know that it affects my girls because if I'm teaching them as a mother, Oh, you know, oh, I don't look good. I never look good. Oh, I got a nitpick. Mm -hmm. I know that I am not instilling in them the confidence. And then even if I turned around and said, but you guys, you guys be confident, it would look like 
I look like a fraud. So I have really tried to really get that together and I'm still working on it. I'm still working on it. And I really hope that our girls, after seeing this, you know, that they can see that even with them, that they have their lives ahead of them. And, and if they spend their whole lives searching to be that, that um, a, an exact carbon copy of a Kardashian or a, mm. or a, um, a Nikki or whoever, Beyonce, right. that they will miss out on a lot of life. Mm. Do True. men do that though? At all? I think that men have their own thing uh, in, in different ways. But generally speaking, it's not really focused on looks. Maybe it's focused on how much money you make. That's the thing. I was wondering. Okay, mm -hmm. so I'm going to ask you now. Do men do this now with their jobs? I think so. I think that if a few men come into a room and they all walk into a room, they will start probably assessing, you know, what job do you have? Um, and then uh, attributing how much money that person makes or how spectacular that job is. Like for instance, if you have, um, you know, a guy that walks in the room and he is an NBA star, well, oh, he's automatically blows gonna, everyone out the water, right? Automatically he's going to, you know, stand out and all the guys are going to be, you know, judging themselves probably based on how successful he is, how popular he mm -hmm. is, you know, how much money he makes, mm -hmm. how much security he has brought to the home. And so I, I think that that probably plays out a little bit more with men. And um, if a man is in a job that he doesn't like, that he doesn't feel like he's fulfilling his purpose, he doesn't feel like he is able to spend enough time with his family because he's just really just <laughs> running back and forth doing like mindless activity and and is not even getting paid what he feels he's worth, then that really that really affects him. So I think men are, are kind of like on that tip. But, you know, I hear a lot that women, you need to find it in and of yourself to be um, confident and proud of who you are. But then on the flip side, I hear, ladies, you got to support your man so that he can feel good about what he does. Shouldn't a man also just be like, yeah, I am a janitor and I feel proud because I take care of this building. This building is, you know, like something that I find a lot of pride when it is cleaned and I'm in charge and or whatever. Why does it why do I always hear that woman, you got to make sure that you support your man so that he feels good. I'm not saying that they shouldn't, but I'm saying that shouldn't it be the same way where they're also saying, hey, I feel good. I need to feel good inside myself. Well, I think the reason why they're putting it on the woman to say, you know, you need to support your man is because uh, there are some times where men actually do love what they do. They're an auto mechanic or like you said, they're a janitor or they work, you know, in whatever industry that there is. Mm -hmm. and, and we're using the industries of with your hands because there's a lot of men that are do very well with their hands and they just take a lot of pride in what they're able to do with their hands. And but women will be the ones that will be like, oh, I don't want no man and he needs to do better. And, you know, and they'll they will just really berate the man. And so when they're saying, woman, be proud of your man and support him, because if you chose him, then come on, like, don't don't tear him down and try to change him now. Like if, if you didn't want him, then leave him alone. And what so, if you didn't realize until after. Well, even if you didn't realize till after, like, wouldn't you want your husband to 
you know, he didn't realize that you had a thyroid problem or something. <laughs> you know? Do you want him to be saying, this? Like, I'm just saying. I'm trying to give a reason why I think some what someone might say. I, I'm, I'm just saying that yeah. that that I don't think necessarily. <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think necessarily that there 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 is an issue with men who are sitting around and feeling horrible about themselves, and then you know, you know, I I, I think when whenever I hear that, I it usually is. Um, in the context of a woman being in this person's life who is just berating them and trying to get them to do better, quote unquote, do better when this is who they are and they absolutely love what they are. And, you know, and, and, and then, you know, maybe maybe what you can say is if you feel like he can do do better, what do you mean by do better? If it is, if do better means that you feel as though he can do the exact same thing that he has a passion for doing with his hands, but you feel like he can own his own business or he can, you know, create um, sort of like a, a business where he can contract with other people and he could have a little bit more of autonomy with what he does. Well, that's different. That's, you're just saying, I see you doing so much more with your passion and what you do. But when, you know, you start, you know, changing the whole plot of this man's life, because it doesn't fit into your narrative. Mm -hmm. I think that's just wrong. Yeah, it's that's tough. Yeah, that's really tough. And so, you know, that's, you know, on, on, a, on a man's level, because men are not so much caught up with their body. I think that, you know, the comparison would be that, you know, it, women, it would be good for women to, you know, support their men if they chose them. Don't try to change them. Support them for who they are. And men need to um, take pride in themselves. And if you're and if there is a woman that is trying to come in your life and you find that they're not accepting you for who you are, then don't fight that battle. You know, cut them to the curb and you'd be much happier and better off uh, fulfilling, you know, the purpose that you were placed on this earth to do what, you know, God gave you your gifts and find a woman that is willing to to live that life beside you proud of you what about men and their hair loss or short i feel like that's where it's another comparison short men or men who are uh, going bald or have gone bald mm -hmm. uh, i agree i mean it's you know no, i don't mean i'm saying like that's another scenario where Men that's the area where at, men right, right they could look at this movie and relate it in that particular right, way right right that you can still walk up to a woman even if you're shorter than oh my them. goodness you but can, there's so many short guys that have a receding hairline you can still come on but there's so many guys that are short that have great confidence yeah but you know that there's that saying there's short man syndrome right you know but, like i had an uncle he was short and he told me he was like you know rita i am short and I knew, and I was in the army, and I knew that I had to be the biggest and the baddest because I was short and I knew how they were going to treat me. And to this day, that's the attitude I have. Like, is that necessary? Mm. Well, I just, uh, while there, you could always find the male comparison to this on this issue, it's just not wide scale and it's just not a big deal for guys. It's just not, you know, they'll, well, they'll. I don't think you really know what that's like, honestly. I think that the short being short as a man, I think that's a pretty wide scale issue for them. And you wouldn't really know because like you're over six feet. Yeah, but the, but but what I observe in guys that are short is, is that they tend to get over it 
fairly quickly. When I say get over it, meaning they compensate very well. They don't compensate with insecurity that comes across as insecurity. They compensate like your uncle. Like they compensate by, you know, buffing up. That uncle was mean. He was mean um, and he married into the family and he later left the family. Right. But so, but what I'm I don't saying, think he's a good but what example. I'm what I'm saying is, is that if you notice the the example that you're using for men, it's not creating mm-hmm. like how on the woman's end, they shrivel up in a corner and it's like, oh, no, I'm not. Gonna oh, go oh, the party. oh, I see what you're it's saying. It's not creating that. They thing. actually will get more confidence. Right. Like I'm going to. Exactly. I'm going to really. Pretend, not pretend, but I'm going to project more confidence. Exactly. So it doesn't doesn't come across the same way. But what about, do balding men do that, though? I think so. I think, you know, I think that balding men, either they're going to do something about it, they'll color in their hair and just, you know, (laughs) put in in all them colors. The comb overs. The comb overs. And I mean, look at. We won't even say we're not going to, we're not going to say we're but, not gonna say who. Yeah, but, he has but a whole lot of confidence. But there's some exactly, <laughs> exactly, and they become they become anything they want to be. Yes, <laughs> and we all know yes. who we're talking and about. And <laughs> he will talk himself up. Right, I am the best. <laughs> I am the greatest. Right, right. Okay, you know, I'm you're, the pre- right. you're I, right. You're right. I am the president of here, lost man. <laughs> if women could just do that. Right. That the more insecure we were, the more we talked ourselves up. <laughs> society would change. Boom. This world would just explode. Mind blown. <laughs> Mind blown. Yes, that's true. Uh, but that, that's wow. what I noticed. So that is actually a very good um, assessment. So maybe, so maybe you know, women need to like, like Steve Harvey, think like a man. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Maybe I agree. That's, you know. You know. You look at yourself in the mirror and just be like, yeah. I got this. <laughs> so I'm sorry, guys. I'm still battling this cold. If you hear me cough, it's <laughs> not literally. It's not worth all the editing we'd have to do to take out the cough. No, nah, so, so we're just gonna leave the cough. Just gonna leave it. I'll try to do it soft and off the off the mic. Mm. Anyway, um, wow. Conclusion. I think it's a great movie. I think that you know, young women could watch this show, learn a little something from it, learn how to be confident. Mm -hmm. Um, Just another example, because it's not the only example out there. I think there's tons of people trying to get women to just accept themselves. Right. And man, the day we all do, so many women will be, will probably wonder like, whoa, what do we talk about next? Because that's what all women talk about now. And since I sleep in all movies, you know, I got to have like a rating, like, you know, how they say like five thumbs up, or five thumbs up. I don't think they have something like that. <laughs> oh boy, that would be scary. Wow, but I would five still thumbs? love them. I would still love them. It's called right. body positivity. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you are wrong. But um, no, I'd I'd say like you know four snores. <laughs> oh my, that's worse. Oh, that's oh, like okay. oh, I'm really heavily sleeping. Oh, okay, no, no, I didn't sleep. Okay, I slept. Probably I fell asleep three quarters of the way in. I almost caught. I, I think I like three quarters of the way in. That's when I fell asleep. So I only missed probably 25 percent of the movie. So I didn't get to see. I how just, it, OK, it like if ended. I was someone who made a movie and someone was rating it on a sleep scale. And I didn't know what was going on in that person's life. And I could say, well, you didn't fall asleep because of my movie. Maybe you ate too much or maybe you have <laughs> narcolepsy or maybe. I don't have all, narcolepsy. All I'm saying is I don't know about rating it through sleep. Well, 
Think of the creator. I'm just telling you, there's plenty of movies that I have not fallen asleep on. And so it's not to say that, you know, everybody has their own different thing. But yeah. OK, we, we saw Mission Impossible the other day. Right. I didn't fall asleep at okay. all. Who at can? All. Who can? That was I, action nonstop. What are you I mean, about? action, action. I to fell the asleep. I fell asleep in the dinosaur movie, the, um, the Jurassic Park. No, no, and no. that was that action. Didn't, nonstop. That didn't have action like Mission Impossible. I don't think I've ever seen mm. a movie like I that was so full of action like Mission Impossible was this this last one that that just came out. Mm. I and I've seen a lot of movies that action was nonstop. It was like, when does this guy sleep? Does he sleep? How is he still doing this at his age? I, I don't get it. Give me an M. Night Shyamalan or whatever his name. What is it? How is it? M, yeah. M. Night Shyamalan. Yeah. All right. Yeah, give me one of his movies, like Signs. Like, yes, I am awake the whole time. Okay, you know what? I just know that there was a collective gasp because I know a lot of people listening would be like, what? I would fall asleep through any of his movies. What? So again, that's why we cannot do this off of your sleep. Right, right, but like... It's very his, subjective. It is, It's it subjective. Is, but it, so, so what would you actually rate this movie out of just, you know, your, the creativity, the message... The, the way it was filmed, the actors, you know, like regular stuff that people rated off. Awesome. I just think that movies are can be so silly in society today that I appreciate when someone tries to send a good message like she did. And so I, I, I rate it positive because she's trying to send a positive message that is counterculture yes, I agree. to the culture that is, you know, that is fighting against, you know, body shaming and all that kind of stuff. So I, I have to I have to rate it well. And, you know, if someone gets something out of it, awesome. If awesome you, If you get a good sleep, awesome. <laughs> you had to, right? You had to. Anyway, thanks for listening. Join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found at theonyxlife.com. Join our Facebook, The Onyx Life. Follow us on Twitter at The Onyx Life and on Instagram at The Onyx Life Official. Now go live that Onyx Life where change comes with challenge. See you next time.